Thank you for listening to the Alan Wright Sermons Podcast. I'm his son, Matthew, and we have been splitting up the sermons every other week at our house church that my wife and I host on our farm. If you're interested in joining us, check out wrightfarmhousechurch.com. Enjoy today's lesson. The day before Thanksgiving, a young man gets a phone call. Uh, It's his father on the other end of the line. And uh, the father says, he says, son, I hate to ruin your day and your Thanksgiving tomorrow, but but I have to tell you that your mother and I are divorcing. 45 years of misery is enough. And the son yells, dad, what are you talking about? Father responds, we just can't stand each other anymore. We're sick of each other and I'm sick of talking about it. You call your sister. I don't even want to tell her. So the hangs up on him and the son calls his sister and he says, he says, uh, he, he tell, tells her what's happening and, and she responds frantically. There's no way I'm going to allow this to happen. She says, she says, I'll take care of this. So she calls her father and she says, you are not getting divorced. Don't do a single thing until I get there. I'm calling our brother back and we'll be there tomorrow. Till then, don't do a single thing. Do you hear me? And she hangs up the phone. The old man hangs up his phone and turns to his wife and says, it works, Sally. They're coming for Thanksgiving and they're paying their own way. (laughs) Sorry, Thanksgiving joke. One more. This is a dad joke. Why can't you take a turkey to church? Because they use such foul language. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> so after after Thanksgiving on Friday, I, I was I got to thinking about thankfulness, and I wanted to see what the Bible says about about thankfulness. So the concept of thankfulness is is all throughout the Bible. Uh, it's a, it's a very important concept that that we that we find all throughout it, and. And but but I got to thinking about what does it mean for us to understand? Do we understand biblical uh, thankfulness, and do we live that out in our lives? So, uh, so we're going to read a few passages today, and uh, and 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 try to understand thankfulness a little bit better. Um, the importance of thankfulness is so it's so paramount in the Bible that that. In Romans chapter one, it tells us that the failure to be thankful was part of the basis of God's judgment. So I'm going to have Michael come up here and read Romans chapter one, verse 21. Just 21. Just 21. Real loud for us. For although they knew God, they never... They neither glorified him as God, nor gave gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their fu- foolish hearts were darkened. Thank you. So they even knew about God, but one of their main failures was they they just chose not to give him any glory, but they chose not to give him thanks. And I thought that that's really interesting that one of their <laughs> biggest downfalls was that they didn't, they didn't choose, they chose not to give this God that they knew 
thinks. Uh, we're also told that in First Corinthians, in First Thessalonians, we are told that thankfulness is a vital characteristic of the Christian, and I think that that's something that we have to wake up to every day and remember. Being thankful to God is something that I, as a Christian, must must live out in my lives, must live out in front of other people. So I'm going to have Jonah come up here and read First Thessalonians chapter five. Verse six, verses 16 through 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jonah. So what does it say there, Joe? It says that we have to give thanks in some circumstances whenever it's working out, right? Every circumstance. <laughs> Every circumstance. And that's uh, something for us to remember that is... It says, this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. And you all know that that's one of my favorite ver- favorite passages, those three verses, I think. If we wake up to those three verses every single day and just say them, I think we might have a better day a lot of times. But we know that we need to, even in bad days, give thanks to God. And, I, and we can go back to Romans chapter 1 there and see that even though they knew God, even though they knew they should have been giving thanks to God, even though they knew of the blessings that they had, they just didn't give him thanks. It also got me thinking about how sometimes we don't, uh, we, we, hear, we hear about um, uh, taking things for granted, and we don't really know how thankful we are for those things until, until we lose them, you know? And, and, and I, I've thought about like going to... <laughs> And see her, you know, for th- for about three weeks during that training course, I uh, ate very little, if anything. And I remember getting back and Colleen made fish sandwiches. That was my first meal. And I thought, I'm so thankful for fish and bread. <laughs> I mean, it was just a real thankfulness to have any kind of food. And you don't know how thankful for you are until you're truly starving. Uh, but what about so? What about temporary things like like fish and bread that are here on earth, and these things that God provides us? God is uh, is He's responsible for our very lives. Uh, he blesses us far beyond what we deserve, though not just fish and bread. Um, so let's read some things that we that we can be thankful for because we don't have to worry about them. Kai, I'm going to have you come up here and read Matthew chapter six. Verses 25 through 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about what your body, what you will wear. It is, is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, or you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you, Kai. 
You know, one of the thing that I take from this passage here is that is that God is telling us that we do not have to be anxious about these things that he gives us, these temporary things in our lives that we know that God wants to take care of us far more than we are, take care of our children far more than we can, and he's in control, and that we don't have to be anxious about these things when it's so very easy to be anxious. And I think that we can be thankful for those things. And um, even when we're in need, we know that God is there, and He and we can thank him that he is going to be in control even when sometimes we feel like it's out of control. So we can be thankful for all of these things. We can be thankful for not having to be anxious. Those are the temporary things in this life that we can be thankful for. But what about, most importantly, what about the, uh, the, the, uh, the gifts that, that uh, are not, not just of this earthly life, but, but the gifts that we can be thankful for of the gift of salvation? What about the gift of salvation? So let's read some some passages about our heavenly home and the thankfulness that we can have because of the hope that we have in in that. That's what we should be most thankful for. So I'm going to read, if you guys want to keep switching, Kyle, I'll have you come up here in a little bit. But um, So I'm going to start and see Romans chapter 6, verses, verse, <coughs> verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So our sins have actually earned us death, right? But God tells us Christians that he is freely giving us eternal life with him. Surely, right? Surely we can be thankful for all, for this all the time, right? We have this, this amazing gift that God has given us and we can, we can be thankful for that. We can be thankful in not only our words, but in our actions and in our lives for this amazing gift. And then if we back up a chapter in Romans chapter 5, in verse 10, it says, For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? This verse says that man is the enemy of God, not the other way around. God is not our enemy. It says that man is the enemy of God. And this hostility that we have, it must be removed. And God did this by taking the initiative, by bringing about the death of his son. God, he reconciles us to him which means he brought an end to this hostility through the death of his son and then saves us through his son's life. So thankfulness should flow through us constantly because of this fact, this reconciliation that we had when we started out as his enemies. How much more, right? Having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Well, what else can we be thankful for? How about we have been adopted by God? Uh, Kai, come on back up here. Ephesians chapter 1. Read us verses 3 through 14. Let's listen to all the things in 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 these verses that we can be thankful for. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted 
as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given to us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached the fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. Verse 14. Mm -hmm. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be, for, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. So here's some things that we can be thankful for in that passage, right? Uh, we can be thankful we have been made holy. We have been made blameless. Uh, we were adopted by him. We were made sons through Jesus Christ. Uh, we have been redeemed by blood. We have been forgiven of our trespasses. We have been amply given these things through the riches of his grace. He lavishes grace upon us. Uh, the mystery of his death has been made known to us. These things are things we can be thankful for all day long when we read through these passages. About Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 17, we, are, we can be thankful that we have been made heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. It says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So we've been made heirs, just like a king's heirs, right? With Christ. About Can we be thankful uh, that he has equipped <laughs> us with, with all we need for life and godliness? Where's that at? Second Peter, okay, it says in uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which, we, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire." So we have been granted everything we need. Can we be thankful for that? Right? Yeah. Uh, can we be thankful that his Holy Spirit lives in us? Uh, I'm just going to read Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive what, Joe? The Holy Spirit. So we have his Holy Spirit that guides us. When I pray, sometimes when I, before I get up here, and maybe dad does this too, maybe mom, like before you speak to somebody, and this should be a regular practice that I try and do even at work. I've told you that before I walk into somebody's office. I will regularly pray, Lord, through your spirit, help me to say the right thing. Help me to guide me in, 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 a, in, a, in what I need to do in this, in this instance, especially when I get up here. I have asked God, 
God, just help it to be your words. I don't want it to be mine. Um, we just, you know, we just watched this video where it's, where they say, you know, Paul, you're not a great speaker. These guys come up here and they make us feel a lot better than you do. Right. So where's your, where's your certificate that says you should be allowed to do this. Right. Well, he said, I, I'm, I'm just speaking from God. I'm not speaking uh, because I'm any good at it. <laughs> um, so list, these lists of spiritual blessings go on and on. Um, so I'd like to end with a passage that simply tells us that we should be forever grateful and thankful for a gift that is just simply indescribable. In 2 Corinthians, which we just, we just watched the video on, chapter 9, verses 14 and 15. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given to you. And, thanks, and listen to this. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Just can't even describe it. That's how great it is. It's not something that we need to put into words when people ask us, why do you do such a crazy thing called Christianity? It's crazy. You're slaves. You're, you're, you're slaves to somebody. Why would you ever want to do that? You can live free. Well, it's indescribable sometimes. And this gift is indescribable. But what we can do is we can live this out in our lives to try and show people the reason why we live out an indescribable gift. And we can try to describe it, but it's pretty tough. So, so Paul tells us that, that God's grace is just so great that we can't even describe how wonderful it is. So let's go throughout our lives with this, this vital Christian characteristic of thankfulness. Thank you for listening to the Alan Wright Sermons podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. God bless you and have a wonderful week.